Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, Taylor. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. Welcome, everyone, to a bonus episode of the Honey and Heart podcast. Um, this is our second bonus episode now, but they don't get numbers, so um, just bonus episode. <laughs> Um, if you're new here, we talk about womanhood, leadership, and everything in between. We have new episodes every other Wednesday. This one's coming out on a random day. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at Honey and Heart Pod or our website, honeyandheartpod.com, where you could sign up for our email list, and then you don't have to keep track when new episodes come out. We'll do the hard work for you. Um, For those of you who are already a part of the Honey and Heart community, we appreciate you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Shout out to Bo McDowell, as always, for our lovely intro music and adding to our soundtrack. Ladies and gentlemen, but probably mostly ladies, without further ado, let's jump into the topic. We've been talking a lot recently about body image and... um our experiences around that in life and I felt inspired to share in this little bonus episode um, my experience specifically with plastic surgery. Maybe we could first touch on um, like plastic surgery in general. I think right now in 2021 there is kind of this interesting dynamic where there's like maintenance things or treatments or outpatient things that people are doing such as um, like fillers, injections. And I think for some people, they wouldn't consider that plastic surgery. I think for my own personal definition, that fillers and injections definitely fall under the plastic surgery umbrella. Um, But your experience specifically, Taylor, is with, you know, under the knife, Um, surgery so Mm -hmm. we can't speak to what some of those like what do people call them like low down um like no downtime surgeries um Mm -hmm. but I'm excited to hear about your thoughts and experience in um your plastic surgery journey I've like been your friend through all of it but I don't even know that you and me have really like sat down and talked about it yeah I think because I just don't talk about it that much in general. (laughs) Um, But um, like you were saying, the definition of plastic surgery and stuff, maybe I think we should share. So before this episode, Jacqueline hopped onto our Instagram stories um, and asked some questions about what you guys think um, about plastic surgery. Um, So as far as injections and fillers falling into that category, um, it was, it was like 70% of us said yes. I agree. Any, I Like, plastic surgery is any, to me, um, medical procedure that's cosmetic. Mm-hmm. You know? so. Any, like, body modification, I feel like, for me, too. If you would, even I think. Oh, that's it. For, like, well, and you know what? That's actually maybe not fair because, like, I don't think piercings qualify. Right. Um, I don't think tattoos qualify, but maybe, like, anything more than superficial like I think that like tattoos and piercings are like fairly superficial because truly they only are skin deep um yeah but anything more than that uh for me falls under the plastic surgery umbrella and I was interested I I kind of thought that Instagram would disagree but um I was 
happy to know that we seem to, for the most part, be on the same page. I do understand why for some mm-hmm. people it's not, but those are my thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Um, and then 76% of us said we've considered getting plastic surgery, um, which is not really surprising <laughs> to me as someone who has gotten it done um, and not surprising with the culture we live in, mm-hmm. um, but still like bums me out a bit. <laughs> I know. And it's interesting too. I think that the degree in which people have thought about it is different. Um, but I mean, I've gone far enough as to, you know, Google specific procedures in my area and see how much they cost. So I do think Mm -hmm. that, you know, there was a period of time for whatever reason where I, I don't know if I ever thought it was something that would really happen, but I, if it was obtainable enough, I think maybe I could have made it happen. Um, and that's where I was coming from. So I don't know that I was taking it seriously, but also if you're like spending the time to research it, like there's a level of seriousness there. Oh, yeah. Um, going on realself.com. You ever <laughs> no, what is that? that? No. Oh, it's like a plastic surgery recommendation on the website, and a lot of people oh. post, like, before and afters and stuff and, like, reviews of doctors. Oh. Mm-hmm. I could see how that would be a, a good resource, but I could also see that if I logged in on a day where I was just feeling insecure, that it would be, like, probably pretty bad for my headspace. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which I think that's a good transition into my story, which I'll go over briefly, and then if we want to, like, dive into any other, like, any specifics of it, we can, um, because I feel like it's going to be long, and I'm going to try to condense it. (laughs) Um, So, I decided to get a breast augmentation when I was 21 years old. Um, I've always had small breasts and have been kind of insecure about it since... Um, I have thick thighs and wanted to balance out my body, um, and I just, like, didn't have boobs. I was barely an A, and so so I saw some other people that I knew personally started to get some plastic surgery, um, and then at that point, there was, like, uh, I feel like just a lot of talk about breast augmentation being very safe and everything, and whether you go silicone or saline, um, and I did go silicone. But anyways, so at 21, I scheduled an appointment with a doctor. We had, I think, like two consultation appointments before. It was a male doctor. Um, I went 100,000% would never go to a male doctor for pretty much anything for the rest of my life, but especially not plastic surgery. Um, I, I, I Okay, I take that back. I have a male dentist. <laughs> so it was a man. Um, so, uh, he didn't really try to upsize me. Like you go to the consultation and you get this bra where you can like put in the implants to like see what you're going to look like. Um, and I actually went with my grandma (laughs) (laughs) and, um, my mom, like everyone in my family is really supportive. Um, obviously it was a little awkward to talk about with my dad. Um, so we just didn't (laughs) talk about that much. Your family have breast implants? Um, no. Yeah, interesting. I feel like in my family, there are, like, a lot of, like, mother, daughter, you know, grandmother, mother, daughter who, like, all got breast implants. So it's kind of interesting that you just came to that on your own. Yeah. Yeah. And I was um, a little bit surprised about how supportive my family was, but also not at the same time. Um, 
you know, no one ever tried me talk, to talk me out of it or anything. Um, which is fine. Like I, I obviously I'm telling my story. I'm not passing judgment onto others. I'm just sharing it, you know, right now what I went through. Um, so then surgery day came along. Um, I was pretty nervous. It was an outpatient procedure though. Um, so not in a hospital. It's like in a surgery center. Um, of course you're, you're totally out on anesthesia. The weird part was though, like before surgery, they put me on a table and like wheeled me in and then they strapped me to the table. Um, and then they knock you out. (laughs) It's like, couldn't you strap me down after you knock me out? Um, so that felt really weird. Um, surgery went great. The only thing that was weird is upon waking up, um, I started like, I don't remember this at all. Um, but the first time I woke up after surgery, I was like thrashing and Mm. trying to fight the doctors and the nurses. And so they sedated me. Um, and then I woke up and I didn't remember a thing and I was pretty fine. Like you, it's not really pain. It's like a lot of pressure and sensitivity and it, it just feels weird. Like it's like. I don't even know how to explain it. It's so hard to we- describe what having a foreign object in your body feels like when you can feel something mm. from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they were up all really high. I went under the muscle. Um, and like I mentioned, I got silicone. Um, and then I literally went to, Chipo- to Chipotle later that day. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, so they tell you, like, with the healing process that they're going to settle down. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they would settle down more. Um, Which means, like, come lower on your chest, right? So, like, rather yeah. than being closer to your clavicle, they're, like, making their way back to, you know, like, normal breast perkiness. Yeah, yeah. And so I, like, really tried to give them time to, like, do their thing before I, like, pass judgment on them. Um to be honest, I was, like, happy about them for, like, a minute, <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was, like, I don't know. Like, if they're not going to relax down, like, I hope they, you know, relax down more. Um, and I, they weren't, like, botched. Like, nobody had any judgment about them besides yeah. me. This isn't like a dig on the surgery or the way it was performed or anything. It's just like your experience with the implants in the process. Right. I will say though that, um, so what happened with my implant and this is the weirdest technical name for it. It's called a double bubble. <laughs> it's to where your breast tissue doesn't like fully mold the shape of the implant underneath it. So you could like, mm-hmm almost it was like almost a double crease um and mine was very I'm talking very very slight like if you go google Mm -hmm. pictures of this right now I'm sorry um but mine uh, mine were like very slight like I said nobody else would have noticed but I noticed and um at one of my follow-up appointments I like had mentioned it to the doctor and he's like well you like them right and I was just like I mean, I get, I'm just asking questions here, but he like got hella defensive. And like I said, mm-hmm. I was 21. So it's like, what am I, I'm, I don't know how to And it's handle. already been done. Yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> um, so I lived with my implants for four years um, until I made 
the decision to remove them. Uh, actually, until I had the money <laughs> to remove them. Mm. Um, because I probably wanted them out um, from like six months after I got them. Really? In. Yeah. And um, I mean, a lot of the time I was like, maybe I'm like inflating this in my head. Like the, that's mm-hmm. the thing about plastic surgery. The things that you have like concern about in your body don't go away. They just find something new to focus on. Like it doesn't fix it. <laughs> your brain is still hyper-focused on those things. And I feel like that's something that maybe I haven't even seen from that perspective, but truly going in and getting plastic surgery is like a cosmetic fix to a mental, not problem, but I mean, whatever's going on in your head is why you feel whatever way you do about your body. And changing the way your body looks doesn't change the way that your brain works or the way you talk about yourself or the way you see yourself. And I think that that's one of the conversations and one of the key things that's missed when people talk about plastic surgery is it's it's not always a solution because you're still going to wake up with the same brain and for the most part, the same body. Um, I mean, you had Mm -hmm. one change. It was the breast augmentation, but I mean, 95% of your body was still the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it just made me almost more hyper-focused on it too. Cause then I'm like, well, I went through this process to fix something mm. and now they're like, they're, you know, they're not like fixed. It's not like the beautiful images of breasts that I would see online. Like, but when I was like looking up doctors before my surgery, you know, they didn't look like that. Um, which also they didn't look bad. Like if you knew me during that time, they actually, I feel like looked overall pretty natural, especially when I was wearing clothes, like, and I didn't go too big at all. I went up to, uh, like a, a, a full C basically. Um, and, um, when I did get them out, I went to a female doctor, um, who was actually, um, a brain surgeon and then became a plastic surgeon. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, she was really great. And I like had asked her like, why'd you get into doing plastic surgery? And she's like, I was always like dealing with a lot of like sad news and bad news. And with plastic surgery, I get to make people happy. Um, Mm. so I thought that was an interesting perspective and I really liked her and trusted her. And I think that's important. Like I, 21 was not, it was too young for me to know that like I should be screening these doctors more and like really waited to find the one that I felt the most comfortable and most trustworthy with. Um, It's also pretty crazy to just like go under anesthesia, especially electively because it can be really dangerous. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that with plastic surgery, especially with how routine like breast implants and now Brazilian butt lifts are like, I'm pretty sure you go. Yeah. You would get knocked out for Brazilian butt lift for sure. Um, and like it, it also just does weird things to your body. Like I experienced that firsthand. Like I said, I don't remember like waking up and thrashing and trying to fight the doctors off, but obviously something in my body and like my instincts did, and, um, I'm definitely all fight when it comes to fight or flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, getting them out was a much more difficult process. The healing process was a lot longer. Um, I didn't do a breast lift after I got them out. Um, they're a little deflated now, but honestly, I love them so much more than when Aww. I had my implants. Like, I have natural boobs. Like, I, that's, I, you know, I didn't want my boobs to look fake, and they looked fake. <laughs> and now they don't. And, um... But yeah, getting them out was such a more tough process. I had to have drains um, coming Ooh, out. I remember of me. that you were like wrapped up with little drains coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really weird, and um, you know you have to fill or you have to empty your drains, and it's mm. just so weird and so uncomfortable like I could feel it poking me from the inside sometimes it's kind of like even when I had an IUD I could feel that poking me from the inside sometimes yeah it's so weird it's the weirdest feeling (laughs) and that's kind of how I felt about the implants at times too like every now and then I would get in like a little bit of anxiety about them because I was like there's something weird and foreign in my body (laughs) like just thinking about that alone freaked me out. Um, and then, too, as I, like, started to think more about having kids and, like, wanting to breastfeed my baby and just having her – just thinking of, like, having my baby's face, like, so close. Like, drinking from plastic is what I felt. I was like, that kind of weirds me out. <laughs> Ooh, I hope this isn't, like – this is – the beginning of uh, a thought this is not a conspiracy theory but i wonder if there's any research that will come up in the next few years about microplastics like almost in our body or i wonder about like in breast milk or in blood like i wonder Mm -hmm. what the long-term effect is um of having implants or just you know extras and I apologize if that comes across as like crass but I don't know a better like all-encompassing term no honestly that's the other thing too is how new plastic surgery is and I swear I I don't want to say exactly what I saw in this the video the other day because I can't remember but literally I think it was like babe they some babies are already being born with like microplastics in their system now oh really yeah, just from our environment is what I'm pretty sure that's what that video said. Um, so you might want to Google that before you go tell all your friends, like <laughs> yeah. I just told you all. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's it's so new, too. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, being able to study the impacts on humans, um, there's a lot of studies, too, coming out that breast implants, because it's a foreign object, this is what I think, because it's a foreign object in your body, your body freaks out, and so a lot of women are coming to doctors with autoimmune symptoms mm-hmm. um, after getting breast implants, and I think that's why, like, your body's attacking It's called, itself. like, breastplant sickness Yeah, or, or something. syndrome. Yeah. Um, so that started to freak me out, too, because um, we don't know like what's going on there we don't know Mm -hmm. how this is going to be how our bodies are going to react and be affected by these things in the future um and uh I just started to feel so like my skin would crawl when I anytime I would think about this stuff and I was like I could not wait to get them out like could not Mm -hmm. wait Um, And it is interesting, too, like, knowing you, even when you had the implants, it never was, like, you know, you just don't, like, show off your body in that way. Um, It's just not your own personal style. Like, as, like, an outsider, 
you with implants, it didn't seem as though like, oh, this is a part of like the Taylor aesthetic or Taylor is getting this so that she can, you know, wear different outfits or um, like display them or show them in whatever way. Like it's, it was something that you were really wanting to do for you. And I think that you were able to like have the time, energy and finances to really like sit with it and then ultimately decide that it like didn't suit you or your body and Mm -hmm. that it was like adding to anxiety or body image issues or whatever else. Like, I think that it's really great that you were able to get to that place yeah, I mean, it definitely sucks that it cost me, like, 10 k to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I can Not see the that. cheapest way to work through your shit. Um, so, that kind of sucks. But, um, I mean, ultimately, I'm, like, glad I went through the experience. And um, I do definitely think, like, I always said before getting it done that I was doing it for me. Um But honestly, I'm, like, questioning myself on that. I'm, like, was I really Mm. doing that for me? I don't know. Like, sometimes I wonder. It's so weird because we get used to things really quickly as humans. Like, we don't really realize it, but we get used to things really fast. So, like, a change in your body. I mean, typically you don't know. Like, at least for me, I typically don't notice I've gained weight and then I'm, like, or like lost weight or gained weight like it takes it feels very gradual you know because I look we look at ourselves every day um so you just get used to things a lot like I think that's why sometimes I think that's why we can't like see our beauty it's because we're just like so used to looking at it like it's not new anymore yeah um but anyways like I you know wonder sometimes now like well would I have liked my boot did I like my boobs better before or do I like mm. how they look now um obviously I can't go back and honestly I think I do like the way they look better now um I mean I wish my I'll just say it why not we're going there my nipples did get bigger um okay. and they weren't small to begin with you know I have those <laughs> kind of boobs um but they're fine, and I like them yeah. now. Um, you know, I wish there was maybe a little more meat in there. They're a little, like I mentioned, I didn't go for a breast lift or anything afterwards, which a lot of women do after they get mm-hmm. their implants removed. But they're small enough. I like, honestly, that they hang down more. Like, my boobs pre-anything were um, definitely more, like, high and tight. Mm-hmm. And so I like how they're lower now. Um but, uh, yeah, doing it for, like, I, I don't know. It, I just questioned myself on that because I was like, was I really doing that for me? Yeah. Especially because it, like, it didn't help me in any way. <laughs> well, and I'll just point out, too, like, as your friend, it wasn't like you were doing it for someone else. Like, you didn't mm. have a partner at the time. Like, it wasn't no. like someone told you, like, oh, wow, you know, you would look better with, like, a fuller breast. It was something that you know, you came to the decision on your own, but I think the conversation about plastic surgery overall is it really boils down to, you know, if we didn't have the societal standards we do, would you still choose to get a boob job or get a BBL, Brazilian butt lift, or get a rhinoplasty or get even lip fillers or Botox or, um, you know, other things? And so... I think it is important to 
to come to the conclusion and the decision on your own. Um, but it's a part of a bigger conversation of, you know, plastic surgery itself does not exist in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and um, even still today, I'll, I've considered Botox. I've considered lip injections. Um, I don't know if I would do it, though, just because, you know, I, I don't know. Because some people have such a different experience than I did with plastic surgery. And some people really like that. And I'm not going to say that they're wrong, you know, for liking it. And, um, you know, it does make me still wonder then, well, you know, maybe some lip filler would help me feel better about my appearance or something, you know, or like preventative Botox. I mean, I already have some wrinkles on my forehead, like creasing on my forehead. Like I'd love to not have that, but you know, I've Uh, been getting sucked into the preventative things lately. Oh, you know, just maintaining, which I understand the sentiment, but I also just think it's a really slippery slope because like, I mean, in that world, you could be like, oh yeah, I just got like a preventative, like maintaining facelift. And it's like, oh, well, that's actually, you know, a colossal undertaking. Um, And I think your point earlier too, about like anesthesia, I think that that's something people don't think about and odds are you know, if you're a young person and you're going in for this like elective surgery, you've probably never experienced anesthesia like that before. You could be allergic. Some people are. When I got my wisdom teeth taken out, they were impacted. So I had to be put under. And when I woke up, um, I started like vomiting and I had to be put back under too. Um, so, I mean, you can either, your fight or flight can kick in, like Taylor, or your body's reaction to it can just be really violent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I wanted to share this. Like, I've been, I've always thought that I would share my story at some point, and I think it's important to have, like, more real, honest dialogue about this stuff, um, especially just because I feel like I'm seeing more and more, like, these procedures are getting a lot more accessible to the general Mm -hmm. public. Um, you know, back when they first started, like, you know, a breast augmentation would probably cost twice as much as it does today. Um, so they're just getting more and more accessible. So the more accessible, the more people are going to jump on it. And, um, you know, no shame because the pressure our society puts on beauty standards is outrageous. And, you know, some people truly do go through some surgery and feel, you know, better about themselves. And I have no hate on that. Like, anything you can do in life that makes you feel better about yourself, um, I don't think can be that bad. But um, I just want people to, you know, think about it more and really consider their why. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a long-term thing if you're going under the knife like fully traditional plastic surgery um so yeah (laughs) i think somebody left a comment that i was interested in that kind of like ties this up Mm -hmm. um the correlation for the desire of body modification slash aesthetics versus worthiness and i think that that kind of ties up like all we're saying too is like your worth is truly not tied to your physical appearance 
and your value and your worth will not rise or decrease with plastic surgery. It is interesting, like you be saying, like you were 21, like at the time, I remember a lot of girls getting breast implants, like getting boob jobs. But now, I mean, even only being 27, I think like little Taylor, <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. mean, 21 is so young to, yeah. to change something like that. It is. Like, our brains literally are still developing until we're 25, and um, it really messes to, like, I would say it contributed to, like, more body dysmorphia in my life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, like, you know, just feeling really, uh, just really questioning how I look at my own body and, um, you know, and judge it (laughs) and see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it really messed with that because you change overnight and I did it twice, you know, one surgery, they're big (laughs) and it wasn't even overnight. It was like a five hour deal, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You like woke up in the morning looking one way and then went to bed in the morning looking another. Yeah. Like how fucking crazy is that? (laughs) Knowing that like it's not gradual, like it's all or nothing and that like when you take the step, like it's a big step to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know oh, if I yeah. could get to that place. I do want to ask you though, do mm-hmm. you think that if you hadn't gotten the breast augmentation that you would still be thinking about it? Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, overall, no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though, you know. I had to get a second surgery because I kind of regretted the first one. I regretted more so the results and after, like, and just how it didn't help, I guess, you mm-hmm. know. But I, I think if I didn't go through that, um, I would still be struggling with how I look today. Um, and I do, like, just have a greater appreciation for my chest now <laughs> than I did back then. And so... Yeah, no regrets. You can't live life with regrets like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, like, you wouldn't have gotten to a place of... I mean, I think where everybody wants to get is a place of overall acceptance. And it may have been, like, an expensive journey, but um, (laughs) I think getting to that place of acceptance, like, it shouldn't be downplayed. I think it's, like, really good that eventually you got to, to where you are. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, money isn't real anyways, right? You only, I know, right? This you only live one. It's for another day. We'll go into that yeah. more. Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, thank you guys for listening to my story. I would love, you know, if anybody has any questions to wants to reach out to me directly, maybe we do follow up on this later, depending on the response. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I just hope this helped maybe you learned a couple things about the process if you are considering it um but we're here for you if you want to talk more about it like we asked on instagram um of the people who responded to our story was their takeaway from plastic surgery positive negative or neutral and now the majority of people hadn't had plastic surgery but there was um some who said that they had a positive experience and this isn't to negate that at all and I'm so glad that people have positive experiences with that thank you guys for listening and being a part of our community in the chaos bye 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 Jacqueline (laughs)